0: Happy holidays. You're listening to My Friend's Place on WGOT LP Gainesville.
1: Hit the missus on your wishlist It's a different rhyme, a different crime I never met a man, that changes mind. we Read between the times, and decide the crime I'm a real bitch, hit $3.6 on It's better not to know, but to and know it ain't so No go, not the D.O. or me in the O Uh, oh, ain't so No go, not the G.O. wear me in the O uh, oh, so, no, Why you left the water running We was reading poetry to lions and becoming What's a good word? I'ma stay it back. Neighborhood of jungle. Travel in the pack. Uh. And I think I'm having. go in the O
0: Christmas music from We Are The Union, You're Always Alone On Christmas. Wrapping up the warm-up mix portion of My Friend's Place on WGOT LP Gainesville. Ended with Christmas music, also started with some Christmas music. You had uh, Future Island covering Wham! with Last Christmas. After that, just some regular music uh, from Lust For Youth, Accental Win. Then you heard The Go Team, Whammy O. Then a remix from Metronomy of one of their songs, along with Sebastian Tellier, Je ne sais vous. And I think I actually got that pronunciation right, because, as you can probably tell, i spent four years uh, studying French in uh, high school and a little bit in college. So, not quite as bad as when I try to do the uh, Spanish pronunciations. But uh, anyway, regardless, thank you for tuning in this week to my friend's place. Real quick reminder before I get into a movie review here in a minute or two. Uh, WGOT. We have a page on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com backslash WGOT. Uh, please consider subscribing for as little as $1 a month. And also, while you're online, if you want to hear past episodes of My Friend's Place or my other show, Cramla Mix Show, it's really easy. Just Google Cramla, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. So what I'm going to do right now is get into a movie review. And I actually got to see a couple this week. Uh, now the UF is officially done with their football season. That opens up about uh, four hours on the weekends to uh, watch something besides uh, mediocre football, which was kind of the telltale sign of the University of Florida this year going six and six with the upcoming bowl trip to Las Vegas in a couple weeks. So, so kind of fortunately, I guess, uh, the season has come to an end. Like I said, caught up with a couple of movies I've actually wanted to see for quite some time. And the first one we're going to discuss slash review is this little movie called Smile, which became kind of an underground breakout hit. And what is Smile? Well, Smile is a 2022 horror movie from a first-time director named Parker Finn. And, of course, this review is going to be uh, spoiler-free, as always. Um, but I'm gonna give you a little bit of information just to tell you what the movie's about. Um, so this is the old school, let's say, Pass the Curse story, uh, and we've seen it quite often uh, in uh, recent times in horror movies with movies like The Ring, um, It Follows, Drag Me to Hell, and those are just a couple off the top of my head that do the, uh, Pass the Curse Along story. Um, So we've seen it quite often. Uh, Maybe too often? I don't know. I'll let you decide. But, and here comes a big old but, Smile does this uh, tired and true movie kind of horror trope amazingly well. And somehow manages to elevate it um, from just being kind of the same boring derivative curse story um, up to a different level, and has a really kind of unique uh, take on hardcore trauma and PTSD, among other things in this movie. Uh, other than the fact that um, I'd say that the ba- this basic story has been rehashed over and over and over and over, I really liked almost everything else about Smile. Uh, one of the most amazing things about the entire movie, Smile. Is that Parker Finn? This is his first time directing a full length uh, movie, which is really, really amazing based on the quality. Because Smile does not look like, and it definitely does not feel like a first time director uh, movie. On top of that, you know, he's working with a cast uh, almost completely uh, made up of unknowns. Uh, lead actress, um, her name escapes me, but her last name is Bacon, which you definitely recognize that name, because she turns out that she's Kira like Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon's daughter, and then other than that, there's really only one other person that I think uh, pretty much anyone would recognize, and that is uh, the dude, and I'm not even quite sure whether it's Harold or Kumar, because I haven't seen those movies in a while, Um, but either Harold or Kumar uh, is in the movie, and the most recognizable, like, actor of all the people in the movie, and he plays a doctor, and he's really good at it, too, so I don't mean to take that away from him. Uh, Overall, let's see, Smile has some pretty good scares, some jump scares, some cool visuals, uh, very cool monster effects, and um, really kind of a... Overbearing, thick, weird atmosphere that reminded me a lot of um, It Follows in the Ring. And I gotta say, uh, Smile is definitely one worth checking out, especially if you like horror movies, especially if you like A24 style horror movies, because this one's kind of in that same category. Uh, got a crazy story, crazy ending, and um, other than the fact that we've seen the story told a million times. I really liked everything about it, and starting to think of my top 10 movies of the year. This one's probably going to be somewhere like between 5 and 10, I think, but i got quite a few movies I still have left to see, so uh, definitely check that out. It's on uh, video-on-demand if you want to pay to rent it, or if you're one of those special people that has Paramount Plus, it's actually available uh, free to stream there. So. Highly recommend that. Um, Some good horror uh, for the holiday seasons, I suppose. But uh, anyway, let's jump into more new music. I really like this next song. It's from a band called Mink, and the song title is Boundaries. Thank you so much for listening to my friends, please.
2: Said, but everyday things like you're not caring and I'm not sharing. It's everyday things. There's no violence, there's only silence. I'm I'm not answering. I had no idea that you were so shattered, no idea that you were so bad no idea of just how much it mattered.
3: I need an empath. Is that too much to ask? I'm still holding my breath. Can I stop holding my breath now? It's a cakewalk, and I take it easy. These aren't gym shorts, they're athleisure. a prank talk is that too much to ask i am double fisting it medications in one hand placebos in the other hand i got a soul made of whole grain mustard i'm not normal i'm unflustered do you want to see me wear a collar shirt manipulation influence affluence and arrogance do you want to see me eat a french dessert Execution, placation, validation, bathroom nation Do you guys want to see some pics of things I did on my vacation? If I catch on fire, please put me out If I get wet, please dry me off If I have a heart attack, please give me CPR And continue the compressions till the ambulance arrives If I forget my wallet, please lend me 20 bucks And pretend it never happened and don't ask for it back If you have to kill me, please cover me in dirt If I catch on fire, please put me out, If I catch on fire, please put me out. When you need something from someone you haven't talked to for a long time, do you just ask? Or do you call them first for quote-unquote, no reason, and then a couple days later, call them again? I did on my vacation. If I catch on fire, please put me out. If I get wet, please dry me off. If I have a heart attack, please give me CPR. and continue the compression till the ambulance arrives. If I forget my wallet, please owe me 20 bucks. And pretend it never happened and don't ask for it back. If you have to kill me, please cover me in dirt. If I catch on fire, please put me out. If I catch on fire, please put me out.
0: vibe with Doom Scrollers. You heard it last week, and you're hearing it again this week here on My Friend's Place. So I uh, really enjoyed that song. What else did you just hear in that 30-minute music box? Well, hey, let me tell you. Led things off coming out of the break with the song from Mink called Boundaries. Then you heard Wolf Alice with In the Bleak Midwinter. After that, it was Oliver Sim uh, from Jamie XXX. With Sensitive Child, and you got the Soul Wax remix of that one. After that, it was Vic uh, Ruggiero with Everyday Things. And then another one that you've heard uh, two weeks in a row here on My Friend's Place, Cheek Face. If I can, if I catch on fire, please put me out. A sentiment probably a lot of people uh, would like to express. So uh, thank you again for tuning in to WGOT, and specifically for listening to My Friend's Place here on uh, 100 point one fm before that uh, 30 minute music uh, block did a quick movie review of one of my um, top 10 movies of the year i guess smile which is a really cool horror movie that kind of does the curse thing so i'm gonna go ahead and follow that one up with another movie probably somewhere in my top 10 which i guess makes sense we're here at the end of the year that's when i like the cool drama movies and uh the best movies come out at the end of the year so got smile now I want to talk a little bit about Decision to Leave. Uh so um right off the bat I have to say that Decision to Leave is one of the more interesting movies I've seen this year now. Whenever you hear someone say interesting, it could either be like interesting in a very positive way like wow, I've never seen this before, or interesting in kind of a passive-aggressive way, like this movie wasn't quite what I hoped it to be. In this case, it's on the, wow, this movie was really interesting. I haven't seen quite anything like this before. And what Decision to Leave is, is um, think of it this way. What if the great Alfred Hitchcock decided he was going to make a rom-com? And that is pretty much what you get here in Decision to Leave. So, uh, quickly, uh, spoiler free, the setup is this uh, South Korean detective is investigating the death of a 60 year old um, immigration officer who's a rock climber and fell to his death while uh, rock climbing. So the first question becomes immediately um, whether it was an accident or whether his much, much, much younger and really attractive, uh, immigrant, uh, Chinese wife, uh, pushed him down to his death. Um, or again, whether his death was an accident. So, either you got a murder or you have an accident. And, uh, so you have the South Korean, um, this, uh, city police, I suppose, um, they're doing an investigation of what happened, and this particular detective who's an insomniac, kind of a workaholic, obsessed with his job. Um, In turn, during the investigation of this uh, lady who's trying to uh, figure out whether she murdered her husband or not, he actually becomes uh, really um, unhealthily obsessed with her um, and begins kind of like stalking her in the guise of he's doing um, police work. And um, that it's where you get this really unusual rom-com coming from because, uh, you know, spoiler-free, they are interested in one another. And um, I've got to tell you, it sounds pretty preposterous, but the story itself, um, Indecision to Leave, the suspect and the detective following her and the relationship that develops... It's really interesting, and it's got to be um, one of like the densest genre mashups I've seen of all time. You have all these different story elements coming in, uh, like thriller movies, romance movies, um, which I already mentioned, but the movie is also like really funny too, like great dark comedy, and then you have these elements of fairy tales and uh, Asian parables, um, Asian history, these distinctions between class, misogyny, uh, troubled marriages, troubled relationships, and workaholics, and all this different stuff getting kind of uh, uh, cycled in. There's just so much going on in this movie, and um, it really does come together in an interesting way, and probably my favorite thing about the movie though is the art direction uh, followed really closely and second from uh, the movie score so Decision Leave is directed by uh, the absolutely remarkable um, Park Chan-wook probably best known as the director of Boy, but also The Handmaiden and a bunch of really amazing uh, South Korean movies Um, I really got to say the thing that I was most impressed was he has an incredible, amazing color palette, quite the same way that uh, Wes Anderson does. So watching this movie, I mean, every single frame is like you're in an art gallery looking at a piece of uh, work of art. And he really, on top of that, shows some amazing locations uh, for the filming. When you see it, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Now, as far as the music goes, um, you have it from a musician, I believe is, um, Jean Wook, uh, no, Jean Wong Duke, I believe, um, I'll have to double check that, but anyway, <clears throat> it's a really great job with the store with the score, rather, and the music for the movie, it's really a throwback to, like, Alfred Hitchcock. 1960s traditional movie scores, and it might be my favorite movie score of the entire year. Now, now that I'm done completely gushing over decision to leave, I do have some criticisms. And the first is the final act is definitely a little bit long and the story gets a little bit over convoluted and I think they could have streamlined things a little bit, Um, but that's kind of a small complaint when you look at the big picture. So, um, regardless of the third act, I think Decision to Leave is going to be on um, one of my uh, top ten favorite movies of the year, and for sure my favorite international movie that I've seen so far. And it's pretty clear there's a reason why it won like the top prize at the can at the Cannes. Can I gotta say that right? The Cannes Film Festival. It is pretty awesome. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere yet, so. You're going to have to wait for that to happen. I'm not sure which streaming site will pick it up, but it is available on video demand, and it should be kind of in the race uh, for Best Picture of the Year for Oscar. So if you're into that thing, definitely make sure you check out uh, Decision to Leave as soon as possible. So uh, two big recommendations this week. Smile, if you're kind of looking for more of a traditional horror movie, and then Decision to Leave, which is just this weird almost unexplainable um, movie mashup of lots of different elements. Both of them are equally great. In fact, I don't know if I like Smile or Decision to Leave better. I'm They're pretty much like on the same level for me. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of the same level, well, that's kind of a terrible uh, segue. But anyway, we've got new music. Let me put it to you that way. And you're gonna hear a uh, new one from Petite Noir simple things here on my friend's place on the BGOT LP games
4: Generation X And X-Ray Specs We love them all I see them still I see them still I see them still I love them all I
5: love them all
6: Down just to feel
7: it, small. but I don't need warm, I need.
0: Christmas music from Molly Birch, called Cozy Christmas, and thank you for listening to My Friend's Place on WGOT, Gainesville. Before that, you had Petite Noir, Simple Things, featuring Theo Croker, then it was Elk City with Apology Song, after that you had Kel with Vandal, then you heard Wave with Something Pretty, and then after that, for two weeks in a row now, you heard a new song from Gemini Parks called Animals, and there you go. That's all the music you've heard this week here on My Friend's Place, and a quick reminder, I read all the artists and the song titles, please consider going on Bandcamp and supporting them by paying and downloading a song or maybe a whole album. So anyway, I'm going to do a little bit of news, and it's been a while since I've done anything news related, but this story was so weird, I felt compelled to do it. So it's kind of three different parts. In part one, we have the president sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner, who invites Kanye West. to come join him. Kanye brings a friend. His friend is Nick Fuentes. A very well-known, very well-established uh, white nationalist. Which kind of seems like an interesting guest to bring to a meal with a former president. And the person not bringing him in is a black man. But anyway, that didn't go very well, uh, not surprisingly. So then, part two is, is kind of this big fight this Twitter fight over the story that, um, where the former president, Donald Trump, is basically trying to imply or, I don't know, directly state that we should ignore the Constitution and put him back in power because, according to him and some other right-wing type people, Twitter worked with Joe Biden to put Joe Biden in office by suppressing the Hunter Biden story. Which, actually, if you dig deep enough, there is a little bit of truth to that. But, here's the other part. Turns out the thing that was the most important that they really didn't want on Twitter was the d from Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. So, it turned out to a really interesting battle where you have the former president trying to throw the Constitution out, basically arguing against Twitter that we should have the right to see... Hunter Biden's D-picks. Okay, that's kind of weird. But then we're gonna reach back around and we've got Kanye, remember who earlier had a wonderful Thanksgiving lunch with Donald Trump. Um, he goes on the Alex Jones show, which is better known as Info World, Infowars with his best buddy that they had at the Trump dinner, Nick Fuentes, the white nationalist. Kanye on this show, by the way, is wearing a mask completely covering his face, like a ski cap with uh, no holes for the, the nose, the eyes, or the mouth, which was a really interesting aesthetic. And remember, Alex Jones is probably best known for the guy that basically harassed the parents from a sandy hook. And then, of course, like I said, you've got Fuentes on the end, the, the really well-known white nationalist. And they talk for three hours, and it pretty much went exactly how you would expect. Kanye West spent most of his three hours like spewing crazy anti-Semitic lies, doing like really horrible comedy, including some of the worst like anti-Semitic prop comedy you would ever see. And the whole thing is in defense of Adolf Hitler with Kanye. Um, His argument basically is like Hitler's uh, not... As bad as people think. He's kind of misunderstood, you know, like you're a 16 year old uh, teenage daughter, I suppose. And then part of his defense of Hitler was well, you know, Hitler did some bad stuff, okay, but Hitler also invented the microphone, Hitler invented the highway system, and those are some of the reasons why people should be more appreciative of Hitler. All of this is totally true. I'm not making any of it up in case you missed the story. So it turns out that Hitler had really nothing to do with the invention of microwaves or at all with the invention of highways. Although the Audubon system did kind of come to play during his brief leadership, but Hitler had nothing to do with coming up with the idea. So I did a little bit of digging. And those were two falsities. So I wanted to see if there were any other like weird Kanye claims about Adolf Hitler. Because Kanye admittedly, I've known this for a while, he's admitted for a long time he's a big Hitler fan. So I did a little bit of digging. And here are some other things that correctly or incorrectly, Kanye West basically says that Hitler invented or came up with the idea for. So the first thing, according to Kanye West, that Hitler invented is the game Cornhole. Which I'm like, Cornhole? The game where you throw like a bean bag through a hole like on a wood table that they show on ESPN when there's nothing else happening in sports? Hitler invented Cornhole? Okay, I mean, I guess it's not impossible. Then, after that, uh, Kanye on this list, he also stated that Hitler invented Alestra. I'm like, Alestra? What is, you know, Alestra? I kind of knew the name. I kind of remembered it. Turns out Alestra was the fat substitute that they were putting in things like potato chips so you wouldn't gain any calories. Except the problem was it created explosive diarrhea. Which I thought, okay, maybe, maybe Hitler did that. It's Like, not impossible, but Alestra came, you know, like, 50 years after Hitler was in power. So that's kind of weird. Then uh, Hitler, or excuse me, Kanye went on to claim that Hitler, he is the person responsible for that squeaky wheel that you see on every shopping cart. That fourth wheel that won't roll correctly and it makes it impossible to push or control the shopping carts like a Publix. He claims that was a Hitler invention, and I don't know, maybe. uh, Kanye went on to claim that TV doctors, Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, Dr. Drew, they were all Hitler creations, and I don't know, maybe, maybe Hitler first had the idea for these TV doctors that kind of trade in their soul. and they trade in what they're supposed to be doing, which is helping people to sell like fake boner pills and vitamins. It it could be. I'm not saying that he did, but Kanye could be right about um, that possibility. Another thing that Kanye went on to claim that Hitler invented or came up with the idea was a cheesecake factory, which seems kind of odd. I've never personally eaten there. I'm just familiar with their, like, encyclopedia dick menu. I, you know, Cheesecake Factory came a long time after Hitler's death, so I'm not sure about that one. He also, uh, Kanye claims that Hitler's responsible for the final season of Game of Thrones. And, I don't know, that's a possibility, I suppose, but, you know, George R. R. Martin didn't start writing Game of Thrones until well after Hitler's death, so how would Hitler know to ruin That great um, television series. He wouldn't. So, Kanye. Crazy, right? Kanye also uh, claims, speaking of television, that Hitler is responsible for the TV show Big Bang Theory. I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm not a fan, but did Hitler create a sitcom that aired like 50 years after his death? Hmm. That's kind of a stretch. Um, Also, Hitler says that, or excuse me, Kanye, I'm mixing up Hitler and Kanye, Kanye says Hitler uh, is responsible for the Dave Matthews Band. That's kind of a wild claim, right? Um, He goes on to claim that Hitler created the McRib, the Man Bun, uh, the restaurant Applebee's, and also that Hitler is responsible for uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's mullet, which definitely seems like a stretch because Hitler himself had very, like, short, tidy hair. So how would he come up with the idea for a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet? I don't really buy that one. Kanye goes on to claim that Hitler is responsible for the idea of brunch, which I I don't know. I know that brunch is a really convenient way to upcharge, like, Pancakes and eggs which are normally like seven bucks. You can charge uh, people that have too much money $25 But did Hitler really come up with brunch? Maybe maybe not This one I found kind of outrageous and I don't know how this would even be possible According to Kanye Hitler created Tom Brady Now most of you probably recognize Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time, but Tom Brady wasn't even born until Hitler was way dead. So, is Kanye saying that Tom Brady was a robot or a clone created by Hitler? I don't know if I buy that or not. Um, also, Kanye says that Hitler came up with the idea for the Star Wars character Jar Jar Binks? don't. No, I don't believe that one. I kind of like Jar Jar Binks. So, that, that can't be true. Then a couple other things on Kanye's list. He says that Hitler is responsible for that really weird liquid that when you put mustard, like on a ham sandwich, that's kind of like water and with a little bit of mustard mixed in. Um, He says that Hitler came up with that invention, and I I don't know. Were there even squeeze bottles around when Hitler was alive? Probably not. Um, Also... Uh, he claims a couple more things, that every single primetime program on CBS, like JAG, and I don't even know what's on CBS, says all those show ideas came from Hitler. Okay, maybe, maybe that one. And then two more. Um, he says, and I don't know, this one I, I could actually see Hitler coming up with. He says that Hitler was the person that created the office pizza party concept. And to me, of everything on this list, taking pizza, one of the most delightful inventions and foods of all time, and ruining it by forcing you to eat it at work at an office party, that could be, that could be a Hitler creation. And pizza was around during Hitler's time. And then the last thing, according to Kanye West, that Hitler is responsible for is... Pepsi-Cola, and that makes total sense that Hitler created Pepsi, and it's the right timeline. So there you go. Those are some other things. I haven't vetted them. Or I've done research. Um, these are all straight out of Kanye's mouth. So anyway, you can uh, research them on your own time. Going to get into some more new music. Great classic alternative band, The Church, with new music. C'est la vie here on My Friends Boys.
8: What's in around? What's in
0: from Gone to Color. The song title is Dissolved. You heard the Plaid remix of it and it features Martina, Topley Bird, and we're almost done with another wonderful episode of My Friend's Place here on WGOT LP Gainesville. What else did you hear in that music mix? Well, let me tell you. Leading things off, one of the all time great uh, 90s, 80s alternative bands, The Church with a new song, C'est La Vie, then kind of kept the 80s, 90s alternative sound going uh, with a new song, from a new uh, artist, it was Julian Never with High School. Um, after that, you had Gordon Phillips with Splintered, and then brand new music from Superorganism, Woofin, and Meowin', which is part of a soundtrack that they did for a Christmas show. And boy, that name, that show, escapes me right now. But uh, uh, if you want to see the show, just super, uh, Google Superorganism Christmas show, and that will show up for you. So, speaking of Christmas, If you are in a giving spirit, you can help WGOT out by going to patreon.com backslash WGOT. Consider becoming a Patreon subscriber for just a low price of $1 a month or more if you can afford. All that money goes right back into the channel. That's how we keep things up and running, paying the rent, paying the electricity, uh, equipment upgrades all kinds of different things that go on to uh, running a community radio station. That money directly helps that effort. Uh, also, while you're online, if you want to listen to my friend's place again or my other show, Cramela Mix Show, you can find me online. It's a simple Google. Type in Cramela C-R-A-M-E-L-A, and there you go. You can listen to past episodes of both of our shows uh, via a lot of different uh, places. Um, probably the best place to go is Apple Podcasts, but hey, uh, iPhone user, so what can I say? Anywho, got the closing track this week, and this one I played um, I think like the last two weeks. Uh, one of my favorite uh, late editions for Song of the Year, uh, channeling some heavy 80 cents uh, vibes. You have one from Nation of Language, uh, song titles across that fine line, and you're going to hear the Working Men's Club remix of that song. Thank you so much for supporting my friend's place. Be back, same time, same channel. Until then, happy holidays.